Hello, and welcome to You Philosopher, the Halloween edition. So today I wanted to take a few minutes um, to talk with you about a very popular film uh, at Halloween, which is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So first, I suppose I should just wish you a happy Halloween from both me and Four, who is um, not all that happy with the circumstances of his costume, but don't worry. This outfit will be coming right off as soon as we're done with the show. So, um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, of course, uh, there's a great deal to discuss about it. And in some ways, it's a bit under-discussed. There are certain assumptions about it just being maybe a kind of a, a cult film or a, a silly kind of B film that reached a cult status for reasons do, dealing largely with brilliant music and, you know, fantastic acting by Tim Curry. But there's some really interesting ways in which the film engages different uh, perspectives on relationships. And not to be kind of too obvious, I mean, because you might say, well, I mean, Nick, of course it deals with relationships and, you know, the ways that, um, uh, you know, sexuality can be engaged differently uh, than what we're used to in our society. But what I mean is this. When watching the watching the film with a friend of mine recently, she asked if she asked what was Frankenfurter's specific reason for killing Eddie, right, Meatloaf's character, and the fairly obvious answer is, of course, that um, Frankenfurter is uh, jealous that Eddie is suddenly getting this focus that Eddie is getting this uh, attention right at the moment of Frankenfurter's uh, 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 most brilliant success, having created this, this new life and his perfect mate, right? And then suddenly, you know, Eddie barges in and distracts from the whole circumstance. So there is, I think, though, more to it, right? There's a certain complexity to what's happening here that might go unnoticed if we if we only um, watch the film kind of in passing. And one is a moment in which Frankenfurter states something along the lines of, do you think I should have split his brain between the two of them? And he doesn't really say anything more specific than that. And but we know we have reason at that moment to believe that he's talking about Eddie. And of course, there's a there's this, you know, scar, this bleeding um, wound across Eddie's head. And Eddie's been in cold storage. And the reason for this, presumably, is, is because um, half of his brain was, in fact, given to Rocky. And so... Rocky has, right, half a brain. And why would Frankenfurter do this, right? Why would he um, use the brain of someone that he clearly doesn't like, someone, in fact, that he was willing to kill to do this? And, well, the reasons seem complex. I would like to suggest that there's more reason to Frankenfurter killing Eddie than just because he's bothered that Eddie is getting all of this attention right now and distracting from his success. If you look at it, there's a series of key relationships in the film, right? That between um, 
uh, between Brad and Janet, between Magenta and Riff Raff. Um, but then there's also Columbia, right? And Eddie. Frankenfurter and Columbia. Frankenfurter and Eddie, right? And Frankenfurter and Rocky. And so what we notice is, is that there's kind of a kind of an interesting commentary that's going on. The relationship between Brad and Janet is pretty much immediately pointed out to be a hypocrisy, right? They have this perfect, almost kind of like 1950s-esque proposal, and we realize that we love each other, we're going to be together forever, and they've, of course, not engaged in any sexuality with each other, etc., etc. But then, as soon as the opportunity arises, they put up virtually no fight in acquiescing to, uh, to sexuality with Frankenfurter. And uh, Janet even goes so far to begin pursuing sexuality um, that isn't even just kind of gifted to her, right? She's, she pursues Rocky and arguably seduces him. So their supposed monogamy and their supposed innocence is immediately shown to kind of be hypocrisy. And so there seems to be kind of commentary there on this idea of these relationships that were going on in in you know the 1970s that were supposed to be these you know idyllic relationships that engaged no sexuality with anyone else and these two people were the perfect people for each other and they and they um you know they didn't mess about but we also know that the 1970s were a very very sexual time and there was a great deal of sexual exploration and so there's hypocrisy there where people want others to think that they are in fact um not engaging in these more um, exploratory sexual avenues while at the same time they are. And Frankenfurter is the means by which to point this out. He's the one that draws out um, their sexuality and even goes so far as to be willing to encourage not, not for them just to cheat on each other, but for them to lie to each other about it, right? So there's important lines of, well, you're not going to just don't tell him, please, that kind of a thing. So, and, you know, please don't, you know, tell her. But as long as they don't know, I guess it's okay. But then Frankenfurter is this other end of the extreme, right? So it he is, in fact, killed by Riff Raff. And Riff Raff, at the end, gives this reason, basically having to do with his excesses, right? That Frankenfurter is gone too indulgent, right? And what is Frankenfurter representing? Well, a a significant significant kind of polyamory, right? Um, he's not only polyamorous, right? He's engaging in multiple relationships with multiple different people, um, but also seeming to use them at the same time. Like presumably, these aren't just sexual relationships; these are love relationships. And Columbia accuses Frankenfurter of this. You know, I loved you, she tells him. But then she points out the fact that he moves on, he tosses her away, moves on to Meatloaf, right, Eddie, and then um, tosses Eddie away for Rocky. And so what's being pointed out here by the film is Frankenfurter's own hypocrisy in, in his um, extreme form of polyamory. In other words, in his willingness to use other people. Supposedly, he seems to be suggesting a willingness to kind of just engage and like a sexual openness, but at the same time, notice he's trying to make a perfect lover just for himself. And that he wants this lover, whilst Frankenfurter himself is supposed to be able to engage in numerous sexual relationships, um, he wants this lover to only love and be with him.
And in other words, he gets immediately jealous upon realizing that something has happened between Rocky and Janet. And he, in fact, I think, uses Eddie's brain, half of his brain, specifically because Eddie does love him, right? But he's not, Eddie's not perfect enough. He wants this specific kind of body as well. So he uses half of Eddie's brain, a man who loves him, but then creates the exact body that he wants, right? And so on one hand, we have the hypocrisy of the supposed monogamist, right? And then we have the hypocrisy of the supposedly polyamorous, right? The both of which are kind of willing to be arguably profoundly selfish, right? Whereas Brad and Janet are willing to lie to each other and pretend to be something that they're not in order to gain what they want. Um, and Frankenfurter is willing to act like everyone should be comfortable with an open sexuality while at the same time kind of demanding that he should be able to have exactly what he wants, which he shouldn't have to share with anyone else. And it kind of gets then even more interesting to recognize that we have this incestuous, presumably, relationship between um, between Magenta and Riff Raff, who themselves seem to, on one hand, be um, kind of open and robust, in, in similar to Frankenfurter in their indulgences, but at the same time are also seen in this image, right, this old um, uh, kind of farmer and his wife, he's holding the pitchfork, right, she's standing next to him, right, with that tight bun uh, of hair, and, right, which is, of course, also a, an iconic painting. And so the, this goes even farther back than this 1950s picturesque image that Brad and Janet are supposedly supposed to represent, right, where we have something maybe from the 1800s, right, where marriage and relationships aren't about love and they aren't about sex, but they're about economy, right? They're about, um, they're about creating children um, for economic reasons. They're about engaging in um, the relationships so that you can have people to work together for the family farm, so on and so forth. And it's that relationship that, in fact, at the end of the day, ends Frankenfurter, right? It's that one that cannot handle the indulgence of of Frankenfurter's lifestyle. It's too much. And so that older, almost antiquated notion of, of marriage, not in its not in its purity of sexuality, but marriage in its kind of like austere economic um, uh, kind of contractual, right, engagement that destroys Frankfurter. So um, this all leads us back to that initial question, right? Why does, um, why, why does Frankenfurter kill Eddie? And I think it's, specifically because he cannot handle how deeply in love uh, Columbia and Eddie appear to be. In other words, they are unlike any of the other relationships depicted there, outside of maybe uh, Magenta and her brother, um, very, very devoted to each other. They remain deeply sexual people, right? We see um, Eddie, you know, check out Janet. Uh, we, we have good reason to believe that Columbia engages in, in her own sexual adventures, but they are deeply, deeply, deeply in love. And they seem to be deeply, deeply, deeply in love in a way that Brad and Janet fail to demonstrate with each other. Um, in a way that uh, Frankenfurter 
might actually be quite jealous of. Not just because he wants them to love him and only him, but also because it's perhaps a kind of love that he just doesn't have access to in general. In other words, um, Eddie and Columbia, right, in their dedication to each other, demonstrate something that Frankenfurter wants but can't have. Not necessarily monogamy, but um, someone who is deeply and passionately um, invested in you and you feel the same way about them. And so as a result, not only is Eddie killed because he's being a distraction and because he's taking uh, Frankenfurter's attention and because Frankenfurter wants Eddie to love him and only him, but also because the relationship between the two of between the two of them, between uh, Columbia and Eddie, is one that Frankenfurter just cannot stand. He cannot abide. Uh, he can corrupt Brad and Janet's relationship, um, and he can demonstrate it to be false, and he can beat and torment Riff Raff at, and make fun of its kind of old his his old school followership and co contractual economic engagements when it comes to relationships, but. Columbia and Edia are insufficiently, one would presume, perhaps willing to lie to each other for him to be able to take advantage of it. Um, perhaps on some level they would be honest uh, with each other about um, their various sexual adventures. Um, in other words, they seem kind of unbreakable. Um, and again, not necessarily because they're monogamous only with each other. We, you know, we don't know any of that for sure. And not even not even necessarily, we don't know for sure if they're even 100% honest with each other. But it does seem to be the case that Columbia knows. She knows about the relationship between Frankenfurter and Eddie, right? Um, perhaps Eddie knows about her relationships as well. And so Frankenfurter has no real leverage to demonstrate the falsity of that love. And so as that's the case, Right, his deep jealousy over the kind of love he can't have, not because he's polyamorous, but because he's unwilling to kind of give unselfishly, that he's unwilling to make that sacrifice, that in fact he's willing to sac repeatedly sacrifice others in the hopes of finding the one person who would be dedica dedicated to him, but he doesn't have to be dedicated to them. Because he can't find that, he is just disgusted by the passion and love and dedication shown by uh, Columbia and Eddie. So anyways, with that, um, I want to wish you a very happy Halloween from both me and my friend Four.